Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Bonjour, 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 and thanks for coming, Canada. My name is Clinical Depression. What's yours? <laughs> My name is Pandemisha. Ooh, oh nice gosh. to meet ya. <laughs> Hi, it's Stony. I don't have any catchy thing to say. <laughs> we did it. We finally stumped Stony. <laughs> you did. I we was, win. I get so jealous because Stony always has these fun, like different names, and I'm like, girl, like I need my. This is my moment. <laughs> and uh, you're never expecting it either. I know because I never tell you, bitches, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what, Mimi. Uh, i'll have to think of something better for next week (laughs) yeah girl oh my gosh how's everyone doing is everyone happy uh not clinically depressed like i am (laughs) you know some weeks are more of a struggle than others i've had a decent week so i'm all good listeners same girl (laughs) yeah i've also mostly had a good week Um, I've just been feeling a little bit unfulfilled, like, you know, but it's probably just because of the pandemic. Like, I feel like I'm not accomplishing things that I need to accomplish, but also like we're kind of in a standstill in life. So it's really Mm -hmm. confusing. Yeah. This time right now, no matter what field or industry you're in, you feel like you're doing everything all at once and getting nowhere. So it's exhausting and super taxing. For sure. Uh, Speaking of the pandemic, we did have like a little quick topic that we wanted to talk about uh, coming out of TFC East headquarters, very close to it in Clinton County. Yes. uh, Frankfurt, Indiana. Thank you to Nikki Needs an Adult podcast. If you don't listen to her show, definitely um, check her out. She's doing great work over there. We love you, girl. Um, Basically, long story short because we've been hearing a lot of this in the country. This local radio station is getting on the cases of teachers claiming that teachers don't have the children's best interests at heart because the teachers are concerned that the schools are opening too soon with COVID going up and numbers rising. So these two fools get on their microphones and try to put it all in the teachers like, oh, how dare they? not want the children to come back to school. They don't care about the kids. And I just think that's such bullshit because how are you going to stuff classrooms full of children who aren't going to keep their mask on because they have dumb fucking fathers like these two (laughs) and get everybody sick? It's just so dumb because I don't know, like the teachers, like they're teachers for a fucking reason because I don't know, they read and, try to like understand science and like try to listen to experts and do what's right. And like, I feel like anybody that is that person right now in the United States is like under attack for, I don't know, wanting to do the right thing and taking things slow and trying to like understand science. Like it's just such bullshit. Like I'm so tired of like people being attacked for trying to do the right thing and like trying to understand you know, the ramifications of bringing kids back to school. Right. I mean, I saw um, a picture. I think it was a, uh, a high school in North Carolina. And it's just the, the hallways packed. And, and not many of the kids are wearing, um, are wearing face masks. 
So it's just like, and and they've already had like I don't know. I would say like a, a decent chunk of like COVID reporting, like new cases, just from starting school for like a week. Yeah, and I mean, if anybody's been paying attention, we could have predicted that this was going to happen. It's just ridiculous. Some um, schools trying to punish kids for sharing their experience, trying to like live and go to class. Like, that's just so ass backwards. These people, like, I'm not a parent. <clears throat> But I have a lot of close friends who are parents and they do not want to send their kids back to school. So my thought is all of these dumb fucks, the anti-maskers, <laughs> yeah. they just want, including these two radio show hosts, they just want somebody to babysit their children. That's all it is because they just don't want those kids in the house. They want the kids out of their hair. Which, you know, I would too. But am I willing to risk my child dying <laughs> because I need a break? No, I can take my ass on a, okay, daddy's going for a walk, hang out here, and then it's mommy's turn. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Switch off. It's just so bizarre to me that we would rather risk, you know, thousands upon thousands of people's lives in these classrooms and um, schools across the nation because of their stupid entitlement. Right. And, and some of the schools, like, were punishing their students for, like, sharing pictures and saying anything bad about the way it was being handled. Like, they were suspending their students. Which is just so dumb. It's like, I don't know. I can see why, like, you would want to consider bringing students back. But it's like, we need to do it in, like, a way that's, like, very safe and, like, have a conversation about it. But yes. it's like... These assholes don't even want to have a conversation about it. It's like, oh, well, just because you're somewhat concerned means you don't give a shit about, like, the kids. And it's like, that's not what it is. It's about, like, doing it safely, putting in the correct, like, protocols to make sure that kids can go back and be safe and keep their families <laughs> and the teachers safe. Like, because for the most part, the kids probably are going to be safe, but they're going to fucking spread it everywhere. And that's the mm -hmm. problem. Do you know what but, kids do? They spread germs. So that's like their main job. Right. So it's just like, we're, I don't know. It's just like people cannot think beyond themselves. Like, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to go back and visit grandma and grandpa. And yep. then they're going to be in the hospital. Like, it's just such like a fucking sham. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I don't want to hear any of your like, Oh, I should have done this. I should have done that stink pieces because your <laughs> ass decided to have a family get together. And now mama's dead. <laughs> keep that shit. Not I don't mama. care. <laughs> I'll be the one to say it. Like, I don't want to hear your sob story. Now you've had since fucking March to figure this shit out. So I mean, behave or maybe you'll see Mamma sooner than you think. Yeah. Fingers crossed, girl. But uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's weird. It's I don't understand why caring about people's health is a partisan issue these days. But um, that's where we're at in America and to Canada and other countries that might be listening. We're sorry. <laughs> and that's please right. help us, too. Yeah. Can you please send help? I don't know what I don't know what you can do, but please just help us. This is really an we SOS. Might, <laughs> we might be seeking asylum very soon, girl. Hell so yeah, we are not playing. You know, of like a place. I don't know where we could like seek asylum or if you're willing to take in three podcasters from America. <laughs> yeah. We love Canada. We love your new drag race season. I've watched a ton of big brother Canada. So I'll tell you, I like Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, uh, <laughs> whatever I got to do, I'm out of here. Carl, we'll even like, I don't know, we'll learn French, whatever you need us to do. <laughs> Anything. Our dog is very small and potty trained. And Stoney's very <laughs> handy with like household tasks. 
That's true. So yeah, I don't. I'm not a big fan of the cold, but I I can get used to it. Yeah, girl. <laughs> we'll all be queens of the north. <laughs> Ooh. Um. Yes. Uh, also, speaking of being cold, just apologies if you hear a dull roar in the background because my air conditioner is definitely on. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's already 80 degrees. It's like 11:30 here in the West Coast. Um. It's supposed to be 102 degrees today, so fuck. You might get a dull roar in the background, and I I apologize, but sorry, not sorry about it. <laughs> hey, you got to stay cool, Queen. And our audio is always crispy AF, so I'm sure the listeners can sit through one episode with a little extra. Yes. Um, also, just one last announcement, a very exciting one before we get into the podcast. Uh, they announced the start date for Drag Race Holland, and it will be premiering on September 18th. And guess what? We're going to cover it. <laughs> That's right. Just for you listeners. We love the international season, so I'm pretty excited to see what the Holland Queens bring. Yeah, this will be an interesting uh, watch for sure. <laughs> yeah. Also, RuPaul's not hosting, so that should be good. Although I'm a little bit worried after the judges they chose for Canada, but... <laughs> We'll see. We will see. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be great, though. It's always really exciting to see the different cultures and the different types of drag in different um, countries. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited to cover it. All right. So I think we've got all of the announcements out of the way. So we are going to go ahead and get into our honesty spill of the week. See you there. Uh, Honesty. Hey everyone, welcome back to our Honesty Spill of the Week. We are, of course, back, back, back again to bring you full coverage of all the latest Drag Race tea. We're covering RuPaul's Drag Race Canada. We're in, uh, maybe it's episode seven, and we're real excited to cover this one. We got a lot to say. Some of us more than others. (laughs) Listen, I had some feelings that night. I rewatched most of those feelings remain intact. My goodness, the pressure is rising. You can feel it from the energy of the queens. You can tell the end of the comp is near. Yeah, I was definitely, like, in my emotions, very, like, upset with the episode as I was watching it live. (laughs) I did rewatch it last night just to kind of, I don't know, make sure that my feelings were valid. Yeah. (laughs) And I pretty much stand by most of it. I do think I was a little, like, hardcore for Alona, but... I still don't think she was as bad as what, or I don't think she was um, nearly as bad as what the judges thought. Okay. Yeah, I know there's, um, we had a heated text conversation after (laughs) we watched the show on Thursday. (laughs) Um, So I think this is going to be an interesting podcast with different opinions about what we saw. So buckle up everyone, pour an extra (laughs) shot into your drink and let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So starting the episode uh, last week, we saw Boa sashay away. Adios, girl. Bye, Boa. Gone too soon. Bye. Yes. Uh, she was such an amazing queen. Uh, never at a loss of words, um, which is reflected in her mere message. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Simple, concise, straight to the point. She cracks me up, girl. Like, she always does the unexpected, and it's just always so funny. <laughs> I feel like TFC would have a great time um, with Boa, a night on 
a night out on the town. 100%. Like, can you imagine a night out with, like, us, Boa, and Alona? I would have the time of my life. My goodness. I think a fire would start somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. We would definitely, like, implode clubs. Um, So, also, uh, this is right after the elimination. Lemon is making a Kill Bill list after the attacks on her last (laughs) week. (laughs) She's got everybody's names written down, and she's Uh, sending all the bad juju their way. I'm here for it. (laughs) I am, too. Oh, my gosh. I love Kill Bill. I'm here for that. And Lemon is not playing. She's like, I see what these girls are doing, so I'm just going to step my pussy up and hope for the best definitely also scarlet bobo has reached the point in the competition um where she doesn't have a win and it's really getting to her she's sort of seeing the icing on the cake and she's feeling defeated um the sissies are fighting again (laughs) the sissies were popping off the sisters were mad (laughs) my goodness i don't even know why they were fighting most of the time this episode i don't know nobody knows (laughs) Nobody knows why the sissies fight. Sissy! Oh my goodness. Sissy! <laughs> it's like. Stop, sissy! <laughs> no, let me have my feelings, sissy. You rolled your eyes, sissy. Sissy, you dropped your lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It was a mess. We'll get into more of that later because there was more of that <laughs> throughout the yes. episode. Yeah, I think people are human. Before we get too far into the episode, we realize what pressure does to people. We're not here to drag anyone for that. They're having very human reactions. Yeah, it's very clear that this comes from a place of um, like being tired and yes. being, you know, feeling that final push to the, the finish line. Yeah, and I just feel like it's kind of like a sibling fight, like a sissy fight. Yeah, but like, it's just a couple like of sissies. Or it's just like you're bickering and arguing because you're just like, shut up, but they like still love each other. Yeah, yeah. sometimes you get like, so Liddy, you split your titty, and then yeah. <laughs> your sissy isn't supportive of you, and you have to divorce them. Hey, it happens. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> uh, so it's the next day in the workroom, and Lemon has brought her fighting spirit. She says she is ready to prove a lot of bitches wrong. I love this energy. This is the energy you have to have. And of course, all of this is easier said than done, but it's nice when you can harness that drive and focus and just put all of that energy back into making sure you do a good job. Definitely. Uh, She's here to win. (laughs) Yeah. She came here to make lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the next. Oh, we did that. Uh, So there's no mini challenge this week. So let's move right on over to the maxi challenge where the girls will have to complete in the first ever drag race pageant they will be competing for the title of miss loose jaw Ooh, loose jaw yes and i will say that this challenge this is like a major like contribution that canada's drag race has given us because i loved this challenge i think it's like it was a really good one to have and i could see it like being used in other seasons like it's so good for sure and it kind of like jumps skipping the mini challenge and getting right into the maxi we're fans of that on tfc pod so it's kind of like we're getting the three looks challenge on the runway but instead of it being another rusical or something this is like a brand new fresh element i i was kind of going back and forth on liking the idea but i i think where the issue is is with like the writing i was like i just wasn't like that entertained (laughs) 
so yeah i wouldn't say it was like knock it out of the park but it was still like fun and exciting when it was presented yeah oh yeah totally it's a great idea i just don't and that's the thing too is we don't know what they're given to work with the queens so mm-hmm. it's like hard to really be like well the queens just didn't do a good job you know because we don't know i'm not gonna play the blame game like that that's right we have notes on that yeah all right so because rita Vega won last week's maxi challenge yay t- fantasy teammate good job uh good job rita <laughs> because she won she gets to assign the roles in the pageant so the cast list is rita Vega as mismatched <laughs> jimbo as misbehaven scarlet bobo as oh no i did it wrong i have two misbehavens Miss Scarlet is misinformed. Misinformed. That's what it was. Sorry, everyone. Autocorrect <laughs> strikes again. Uh, Lemon is misfits. Elona is miserable. <laughs> miserable. <laughs> and Priyanka is misdemeanor. Missy misdemeanor Elliot. Hey, I did not even <laughs> make that connection. Yeah, stop flipping and reverse it, Priyanka. <laughs> that should have been her talent <laughs> come on we're we're here we we got you Gosh. guys just come to us this, seriously <laughs> <laughs> come on what are you guys doing here um all right so elona says she hasn't had a chance to play a character that's toned down so she's really excited to show that side of her in the pageant pause okay. looking at jamal yeah. and stoney <laughs> all right moving on (laughs) just want to make sure we didn't have anything (laughs) then brooklyn comes in to do table visits and she takes some time to get to know the girls and doesn't just ask um you know ask them what they're doing and telling them that they suck like other judges do Mm -hmm. love that for brooklyn uh then we get to hear a couple of little stories in their table visits um, we get to hear about Alona representing two spirited, spirited and indigenous queens. And mm. Lemon was relating to Brooklyn because they were both a little bit bullied on their seasons for uh, by jealous queens. Yeah, people hate to see you do well sometimes. And whether they mean to do it or not, they start to treat you a little differently. So it's nice to see that relatable moment with the queens right across the room. <laughs> yes. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm wondering if we're starting to see a winner's edit for Lemon or at least, uh, you know, in the top three or four, whatever they do. I'm definitely sensing the top for Lemon, at least. I don't know if she's a winner, but I don't know. I feel like she's going to probably be there for the finale. Yeah. Yeah. Something's brewing. Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled. You got to read under the subtle editing that they do on Drag Race. <laughs> That's right. We've had some practice, haven't we? We have. <laughs> uh, all right. So without further ado, it's time to get into the pageant. Uh, it's hosted by Jeffrey Boyer Chapman playing himself and being a bit too one note for me. Um, <laughs> hated mm, that immediately. Again, <laughs> I know I wasn't into it. I know it's like so easy to like jump on his case right now, but I was just like not buying it. <laughs> yeah, I don't I couldn't tell if I didn't like it because like I hate that type of person, like the host of a show like that, or if it was because it was Jeffrey. It was really hard to tell. Well, he's trying to do like the whole camp kind of host, and I guess it worked for some people, but 
I mean, I just, part of me is just like so annoyed with him right now. So it was hard to like enjoy it. Right. I don't, I don't know. It's just hard to watch him in general, given like all of his <laughs> like problematic judging this season. So I'm just like any time I see him on my screen or screen, I'm immediately like screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Screaming. Where's the eject button? Help, help, help. <laughs> Uh, also special guest this week is Michelle Dubarry, who is a pioneer in the drag world and an LGBT rights activist. Now, I learned something. I had no idea who this queen was, and I was glad to receive that education. Yeah, I felt like a bad gay for not knowing who she was, but she was one fierce old lady. <laughs> yeah, yes. I enjoyed their commentary. Yes. Uh, so I, I know we all have some thoughts about the pageant, so... Let's go ahead and start discussing sort of like in segments. So let's start by uh, discussing the opening ceremony. (laughs) Uh, I'll let you get us started, Jamal. What did you think of the opening ceremony? One of my favorite movies um, is Miss Congeniality, like the original one with Sandra Bullock. It's just hilarious to me, that whole movie. So I immediately thought, of that scene when the queens are coming out because with the pageants for the most part <laughs> there's always some kind of opening sequence with all the girls or all the queens and they all come together in the end for like a nice you know cheer pyramid pose for the photos <laughs> yeah i loved seeing all of the characters now and Al- alona was one of my favorites personality wise in the pageant i liked just her whole demeanor on the stage she was just like i'm here and then Jimbo's giant ass titties. Oh my God. <laughs> she's the queen of like a, a giant breastplate. I was like, she's going to tip over in the group. Like let them get through this number um, <laughs> before she falls over. Yeah. But I was excited to see all of the looks. I was definitely into it. Yeah. I was kind of like what Jamal was saying. I liked, um, I did like Alona, like in that opening skit. I did think she was like a little whiny, like, to me, as it went on, I felt like Alona got better, like in like the later uh, skits. I thought Jimbo was hilarious. Um, I thought Lemon did a really good job of like playing just like some like crazy ass like pageant girl. <laughs> yeah, um, she's been in the circuit. Like, yeah, um, Scarlet Bobos. I did not understand why people thought this was funny. Like, I was not, like, into Scarlet's at all. Like, I couldn't understand really what she was saying. She kept putting her, like, fingers in front of her face. And it just, it was just odd to me. I didn't under, I did not (laughs) get the comedy of it like the judges did. Like, it just made no sense to me. Well, it's just, yeah. I mean, I just didn't find anything funny about Scarlet. Like, when she was introducing herself, you, Mm -mm. I I did find, like, the, um, the, her, like, pentameter, like, to be very, like, off-putting. Like, the way she was speaking mm-hmm. was just, like, I don't know. I was, like, I don't know. I didn't understand. I Maybe I just didn't understand the character well. Um, we did have seven characters or six characters thrown at us pretty quickly. Um, but I do mm-hmm. want to get some Alona com- compliments out of the way because this is where I, I thought she did really well at the start and then sort of fell into being Alona, not the character, throughout the the rest of the skit. <laughs> so these are my compliments mm-hmm. for Alona. Um, I thought that she looked really good, and she reminded me of Kelly Osborne with her look. 
Yeah. Um, like early 2000s, Kelly Osbourne. And I also got a really big kick out of like her moody hand motions. Like <laughs> she was just not full energy. Like, oh, I don't want to be doing this. It was really funny. Yeah. She's like, I'm here. I know. And maybe it was because I thought the reason I thought she was so funny is because it reminded me of like high school and how I felt. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just like, I fucking hate this. Like kind of just going through the motions. <laughs> well, and here's the thing too about comedy. Like everyone's not going to like the same thing. Comedy, like stand up routines. I've been shown so many like stand up routines and specials by people. And you're never going to see me just like full cackling, laughing at it. So if I'm laughing at, like Alona, it's probably because that's just my humor. So if other people thought Scarlett did such a good job, that's their humor. We can both call each other questionable <laughs> all we want, but people are going to enjoy what they enjoy. Yeah, after our heated uh, text conversation, the second time I watched it back and I was like, yeah, I think I see why Jamal likes it. This is very like Daria humor. So like this is <laughs> like totally why Jamal loves Alona's performance. Like Daria Aubrey Plaza type. Yeah, like, yeah. 100%. Very dry. <clears throat> totally. Um, all right. So next up, let's go ahead and talk about the talent portion. Um, I guess we can maybe just shortly touch on each queen and say if we thought their talent was good. <laughs> um, so let's start with Priyanka and her angry interpretive <laughs> dancing. Uh, Priyanka's character. Like, I don't know if Priyanka just gets into her head with the... Um, the comedic or the improv type challenges because I felt like she should have given us like way more hothead, like way more angry. I get what she was doing. And the talent portion was actually really funny because I was like, Oh, now the bitch is angry. Like she's doing body slams and kicking some invisible hose ass on the stage. Like I like this. And then she was crowning. <laughs> We're <Yeah>. crowning. Ah. <laughs> I mean, Priyanka's when, yeah, I mean, it wasn't my favorite, but like, I guess bonus points for like death dropping on your like pregnant <laughs> belly and having a child on stage. Like, <laughs> yeah. Priyanka was, was, this is like for me, like probably like the high point of Priyanka throughout the yes. pageant. Um, I really like that a lot. Um, let's talk about Alona and her, her moody eggplant paintings. <laughs> See, I think this is where it gets interesting because I actually enjoyed the first half of the talent with Alona way more than when she started like putting the paint on herself because there's like you have to be able to read the audience, although I'm not I'm not trying to be like I don't want to be like messy, but I I don't know if this audience knew exactly what show they were guesting on. <laughs> like I felt like the audience was barely into the whole thing. Well, and this is so. How are you gonna? This is the ahead. other thing is that they shoot B-roll of the audience doing various reactions. So just because mm -hmm. they're showing the straight face, like not getting it, not understanding it, that, like, that's what they showed us. But that's not necessarily what happened. That's you know while she was performing. Right, of course. But I guess what I'm trying to say is it's like a mixed crowd. And even with yeah. that B-roll, editing did not give us like a lot of like positive reactions for some of the queens. But I like the um, the talent that Alona brought with the painting itself. I like the message like this is the bowl. It's holding us back or whatever the fuck <laughs> she said. That's that took me out. And she had that demeanor like the kind of I'm over it. I'm just so miserable miserable people lash out and there's different types of miserable <laughs> yeah. and i think that 
maybe Alona did not give the judges their version of miserable that they were looking for. Yeah. And I guess this is where like, I thought Alona did like, it was one of my favorite things. Like when she was doing the painting where she was just like trying to paint and she was like, shut up, let me paint. <laughs> and like, and then it was just like, she was like, this bowl is like, represent society holding us back and like just like a total like miserable bitch like i just thought it was perfect i thought it was funny (laughs) i mean i mean what did they want her to do um i mean she could have got up there and said nothing and just completely used her facial um expressions and body language to express how miserable she was she could have just like passed out because maybe she's having like an anxiety attack or something because she's so (laughs) miserable and she's under this pressure like there's so many different ways you could go and like seth mentioned earlier i don't think the queens were given much direction on what to do but that's by design we get that i think um i i think there were moments where it her acting took me out of what was going on like when she the mm-hmm. part when she throws the painting on the ground but then once she started pa- putting paint all over herself then i was sucked back in again um i was like oh yeah, yeah like i i kind of like that part more but i think it would have been kind of interesting like what you were saying like if she just came out and was being moody and like she was drawing the judges just like glaring at them and then oh, yeah. she flips around <laughs> and maybe it looks like three devils or like you know something silly <laughs> yeah that could have been that really funny been um but yeah i don't know i just there were lots of with alona there were lots of moments where i was like i'm out and then i'm back in and now i'm out and i'm back in and yes it can be argued of course that alona is playing alona we saw um priyanka judge about it when they were kind of getting ready in the workroom don't give it to me like that priyanka <laughs> yeah i mean but i mean she didn't I mean, play like, alona <laughs> I mean, yes, but I mean, I still thought it was funny. I mean, I think it's like, okay, you got the character you wanted. Yes, you should push yourself. Yeah. I don't think Alona's like that all the time. I think what a lot of people are going back to is when she was super high stressed, when she had that blowout and untucked, and that's all people have stuck in their head. We see plenty of moments where Alona is very calm when they're she's ha- when they excuse me are having tiffs with the queens right not yelling not stamping their feet so i think people just have that kind of negative outburst when we called her bratty yes we did <laughs> we did that on the show yeah they have that moment stuck in their head about alona and that's kind of what hindered people's thoughts in my opinion of her performance yeah i mean that could very well be true um, well, let's go ahead and move on to Jimbo. Uh, he was uh, doing some animal noises. Um, I was wondering if either one of you uh, wanted to do your impression of the big dick snake. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, girl. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that with Jimbo. Yeah, yeah. we're going to leave that with Jimbo. <laughs> this is a PG podcast. Yeah, all right. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is PG-13, girl. <laughs> um, I don't know. I liked, I liked Jimbo's. I thought... Like Jimbo to me for the whole entire night was probably the best in my eyes, but I thought that like, yeah, I just thought this was solid from Jimbo. Like it wasn't my favorite part of her night, but this was a really good, like I thought it was just funny and she just plays a good, like dumb, like bimbo. (laughs) Town bicycle. And now this is Jimbo doing Jimbo. Of course it was funny. I wonder if Jimbo kept playing this character in some form over and over again on a different season or franchise of Drag Race if the judges would get on them about it. Because we've kind of seen 
the slutty queen and all of that. I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. But how many times are we going to get the big tits, very sexualized drag queen? Like it can be argued. If I were a judge, I'd say that's hilarious. It's great. Good job. But let's see something different next time. Okay, Michelle. Yeah. Okay, Jeffrey. (laughs) No, not Jeffrey. That's definitely more Michelle. I mean, how many, it's funny. That's their drag character off of drag race. Makes perfect sense, but you're supposed to push yourself when you're on these shows. So let's not forget that competition, Jimbo. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to the competition again, girl. Hey, constructive (laughs) critique. I still enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious. I did cackle plenty. I I loved it because you could just see Jimbo in their element. Like, you know, just, you know, fully being authentic and doing what they do best. So I just, I loved it a lot. We got to see a fuller moment of that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next, let's talk about Scarlet Bobo playing the bongos. I know you two have a lot you'd like to say about this one. Uh, okay. First of all, it's an anybody. Don't come for us just because if there are any queens listening to this, any rear girls, keep your press-ons on. Don't take your earrings off. Um, I did not like how Scarlet portrayed misinformed and like the talent itself was a little confusing. I thought that maybe she could have given us like a Tracy flick kind of edit. Like she knows everything. I'm the valedictorian. I have to be the best type misinformed and then bring out like a violin or something like stereotypical and silly that nerds would play because randomly beating on bongos. I wasn't getting it queen. I don't know. This character just didn't do it for me and I don't want to like sit here and trash her. So I do like Scarlet a lot. I yeah. just to me this just wasn't funny. I didn't find the comedy in it. I didn't understand the character. It was just I was checked out the entire time she was on stage. You have to make sure people understand what you're saying. Right. I thought like cuz I thought her whole character was that she's misinformed like so I thought she was going to be like, "Well, actually blah 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 blah, but like obvious things that we know aren't true." Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what I thought we were gonna get with her. Uh, we we got a That's lot. That's exactly right. Yeah, we got a lot of beat poetry and bongo playing, but uh, <laughs> I, I yeah, and I want to clear up something I said right away. Sorry, um, misinformed is her title, but she would be so confident in giving that information. Right, right. Like, I know this to be true. Like we should have got very much more of that energy, Tracy Flick wise. It also kind of remind me like when remember when like Banji was on Snatch Game and played that girl the cash me outside girl and was trying to use that voice that clearly wasn't working like Uh that's what it reminded me of i'm like this voice isn't working like stop doing it but she just (laughs) kept doing it yeah i was sort of like i felt like kind of nothing throughout her performance in the talent competition um i to me i just thought scarlet was pretty um forgettable in this in this comp in this challenge i should say i did like her look um her runway look but we'll get there slayed and i feel i do feel for scarlet you know we understand what kind of pressure these queens are under as far as them really wanting to do well in this competition so i hate to see like the queens hurt like that it's just really tough to figure out what the judges want some weeks you know right um, someone who did really well was Lemon, who did a little miming sort of performance. This was my favorite. I thought it was so funny. Um, the way they were running into the invisible walls <laughs> and shit. That was cracking me up. Yeah, I, I like this a lot. I thought, like, who doesn't love a good mime performance? I thought it was just, it was perfect. And I loved Lemon's description of, like, how, like, you know, during a pageant, like, some of these girls will come out and 
they're like, oh, I have to have a talent now. And then like they just come out and do like the most like <laughs> the easiest thing, <laughs> <laughs> the easiest talent ever. Or something. Not that miming, miming is probably hard. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was super funny. Like, you can just tell she's hitting her stride, like, you know, in this Mm -hmm. moment. Um, Because, you know, like, at the start of the competition, she, like, did really well. And then she kind of did not so well for a little bit. And then now she's back again. Uh, Welcome to the competition, Lemon. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, I think Lemon was just really great. There's not much else you can say. She just did a great job. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't agree more. All right, so last we have Rita Vega. she did uh, a gift wrapping seminar where she puts her dog into the box and wraps it. Um, this was a no for me, dog. Yeah. I, I was confused well, what was happening. I was, I didn't overall, I was not impressed with Rita's performance, like on the whole like competition. Um, but I did, this was probably the one part that I thought was more fun was just like her stuffing the dog into the, <laughs> box and kind of just being like a hot mess trying to wrap this thing but watch out Reynolds. it had potential (laughs) i don't know she just was kind of like not as bad as scarlet for me but kind of on scarlet's level where just i didn't really understand fully the character and it was i was a little checked out like when she was doing her stuff yeah and rita's been doing really well this competition so you know every queen's gonna have their off week right and and i I do agree, but Rita gave us a lot of energy throughout the entire uh, the entire pageant. So I think that sort of, you know, it could have been more flat like Scarlet Bobo's, but I think because she mm-hmm. put so much energy into her, all of her performances that even though yeah. it was like not the best, you were still like, wow, what's happening? Like, what is she doing? <laughs> yeah, because she definitely stayed in character the entire time. I'll agree with that for sure. Definitely. All right. So quickly talking about the swimsuit competition uh i just have to bring up the rita biggest bodysuit under her swimsuit did not fit right i didn't like it i was you know i understood what they were trying to do but i was just like uh maybe it should have been a little more fitted to like pull that off because she you saw her getting ready and she said she wanted to go for a more natural look covering covering her tattoos so i'm wondering Mm -hmm. if she like last minute had to put that bodysuit on yeah, I mean, she very well probably could have run out of time. I don't know. So, yeah. so Putting on body makeup, you know? Yeah, because that takes a while. Because you could see she's putting the, the red on first to sort of, like, help to block it out. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Won't, we may never know. Um, I also really like Jimbo's moment where he's performing fellatio on the microphone. Oh my gosh, I did think that that was hilarious. Yeah, this is like this season, there's been twice that I've just like cackled out loud and it's always been with Jimbo. <laughs> yeah. This the first time was her climbing the mountain on <laughs> episode 1 and then <laughs> this one where she's just like, "Can I hear or can you say it again?" and then just puts like the microphone in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tastes tastes like strangers. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Lemon's moment um, when she was like, Daddy, because it's like, oh, no, when one thing goes wrong for the pageant queens, you know, potential meltdown could occur. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's how you recover. Th- <laughs> Isn't this too where Lemon was like, fuck that bitch, Tracy Smith yeah. or whatever? Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that, I love that, too. I was just like, yes. <laughs> I, I really like Priyanka's moment. I forget what exactly the exchange was, but after she said her line, uh, Jeffrey tried to clown on her, and that look she gave Jeffrey was just, like, gold. I was like, that was hilarious. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I'll give Priyanka her 
props for committing. It was nowhere near like Rita's energy, but Priyanka, for the most part, stayed in character. I definitely laughed at that moment because she looked like she was about to murder JBC with uh, that baby. Yeah, because wasn't she like, I'm the 1%, reading is for dumb people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember (laughs) that. That was hilarious. It was so funny. I I like Priyanka. Um, All right, so... Michelle Dubarry leaves early and steals the crown. That means there's no crowning this competition. <laughs> but there actually was it, earlier. It's okay because I'm crowning. Ah! Ah, and Alona's canceling her family. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Missing, well, miserable. Miserable. Canceling her family. Yes. Uh, all right. So the girls are back in the workroom to get ready for the runway. Uh, Scarlet says that she's real cranky and then picks a fight with Alona. So that tracks. Um, this is uh-huh. a sissy smackdown. <laughs> sissy smackdown. Now pay attention because say what you want about Alona. Cause everyone's like, Oh, Alona's playing Alona. She was being very calm. I think that deep down Alona knew that Scarlet was just having a moment, but it seemed from like the top of the episode, Scarlet was just very, very like touchy like nobody could say anything without getting lashed out at or <laughs> she's just very in her feelings right very much so uh you know she said she was tired uh, that's why she's cranky obviously you know we're nearing the end of the competition uh scarlet it just seems to be feeling it more than others the stress in the long days and that sort of thing so, all right. And oh, before we go to break, Lemon talks about her struggle with body imagery. So let's rewind a couple podcasts because I totally picked up on that. Yep, you definitely called that out. Um, we talked about that as well when we were watching it because you'll notice, listeners, that um, Lemon played with some pads during the competition. So it's not like the queen can't do it. But it's nice to hear like more reasoning as to why that's been such a struggle and maybe something that as a drag performer that Lemon has had to overcome in various ways. Yeah, Seth definitely clocked that one. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but it was it was interesting to hear like a lot, like her reasoning behind it and it totally makes sense. So like I kind of feel bad for like shading on her and some of her looks like because of not having like, <laughs> you know, the shape or whatever, but I don't know. Sometimes I like just to have like the traditional drag queen type look. So yeah. we'll see. I don't think that we were getting on her body. We were just like the, whether it's the garment, you know, even if it's the garment, excuse me, like the judges kind of want to see like different shapes sometimes different like types of movement. Yes. All right, you guys, it's time to take a break. Yay. I'm sure you guys are ready to go to the bathroom. I know none of you have gone to the bathroom yet while listening. So, um, <laughs> so this is your bathroom break. Grab another drink and we'll be right back. Don't drop your phone in the toilet. <laughs> Too late. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us, tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Well, hey, everyone, welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. We are, of course, back back again to finish out this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race for you guys. It's 
time for the runway and the category is pageant perfection hope you guys are ready to get your fix of pageant outfits yes queen we love a gown honey (laughs) yes special guest this judge is princess leia uh she walks down the (laughs) runway oh i'm i'm sorry that was incorrect uh we're gonna have to fire our intern uh special guest this week is canadian pop sensation ali x hey queen (laughs) hey queen i have to admit i did not know who you were (laughs) (laughs) she kind of looked like that girl from the grudge (gasps) bitch interesting Samara, yes, the ring. That's the ring. Oh, Oh, the ring. Samara was scary. Now I did do my YouTube's, and she's got some. She's got some bops. I was not too familiar with Alex. Yeah, I enjoyed the lip sync song. So, Mm -hmm. um, all right, let. Oh, before we get into the into the fashions, let's talk about the judges' fashion. Should we talk uh, about Jeffrey's look this week? Turd city. <laughs> what was it? Like, <laughs> I mean, he's the judging gl- the girls and couldn't even put the the shadow on his full lid. Listen, like, I don't know what the- eyeshadow like has to go with the way he's applying it. Like, it's yeah. just not working, girl. I didn't know in what a the- different spot too. <laughs> it eye. is. I was like, did baby, <laughs> did baby Yoda just like, you know how someone's like annoyed and you're about to get into a fight and they just like take their fingertips and push your forehead to like make <laughs> shit pop off. It looks like baby Yoda just did that by his eyes and left two like fingerprinted marks in the corner yeah. of his lids. Yeah. My goodness. I don't know what this queen was doing, but again, he loves to take risk. Obviously. Yeah. Um, the beat was not for me, but I guess his outfit was kind of nice. So it's a little bit more put together than we've seen other outfits this season. <laughs> That's true. We'll give him a flower for that. Yes. So now that we've fully read Jeffrey ev- as we do every week, I feel like we can move <laughs> on to, to the girls looks. <laughs> it's becoming real fun. It's like a little thing, a little segment that's starting <laughs> We have to have fun with it, listeners. Yes. Oh, my gosh. All right. So this first look was exciting. Alona Verley, what did you guys think? I thought this was gorgeous. Um, I liked how the jewelry kind of came all the way down. It would have been nice to see like a little more of that sparkle on the bottom half, but I still really enjoyed this look. I love the color. I thought the hair looked nice. It was an updo. You're at the pageant. And again, there's no specific type of pageant. So the queens are just bringing whatever they would wear to their version of a pageant. And this was very Alona. I thought it was very glamorous and pretty. Yeah, I really liked this look. I wouldn't say it was my fave fave, but it was kind of middle for me. And mm. I did like, um, yeah, the jewelry and the, like the glitter and the glam Um but one thing Alona does really good is just the pastel colors. And I really like that on her. Yes. It's like mm-hmm. her thing. So I don't know. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Same. She looked very rich and luxurious. Mm-hmm. Um, despite what the judges said, I thought that Alona was great. Um, I will agree. Maybe she didn't need the big earrings because yeah. the neck piece, like either do the neck piece or the earrings, but not both. Correct. Yep. But that's just a minor thing, and I loved her outfit. 
Uh, speaking of another good outfit, what did you guys think of Lemon? I thought this was genius because when the queens get the assignments for Drag Race and you see a category like pageant, of course, the Trinity Tux of the world, and I'm not being shady. I love what <laughs> Trinity brings. But they automatically think, I'm going to bring my best gown, right? She took the toddlers and tiaras approach, gave us yes. a little bit of honey boo-boo, and fully in character, everything was small. The soft shoes cracked me up. Like, let's do a tap dance pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Her little and, crown. Yeah, and I thought it was a win. I thought this was great. Yeah, I also loved it. It was a great idea to do toddlers and tiaras. Like, I just loved everything about it. And Lemon plays that role so well. Like, if you look back at Snatch Game, like, she mm. did that. <laughs> I forget JoJo or whoever the fuck it was. JoJo Siwa. <laughs> yeah, so she, I, she really did a good job. Yeah, and her hair was laid perfectly. Love that wig. Yes. Yes. Uh, speaking of a controversial wig, next we have Rita Vega. <laughs> the Blair St. Clair. I mean, yeah, Rita with the slick attempt. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if that was like what she was going for the wet hair look, but then like yes. it dried, like what happened to Blair? I was wondering. I thought it was a bit the same because I did like it. Like I enjoyed it. I knew that that was kind of what they were going for with the kind of slick, I'm just wet, dripping in luxury kind of look. This gown was absolutely stunning i thought it was beautiful rita does a great job she sort of looked like a fierce miranda Priestley. <gasps> Ooh, yeah i right? can see that i see it yeah. yeah and the face beat was very light but still gorgeous very gorgeous yeah she did a really good job you like i thought the hair was fine i guess but yeah like definitely was not the wet look if that's what you're going for <laughs> um but yeah her dress is really pretty i loved it it was in my opinion probably the best dress of the night yeah i haven't i've never seen a dress like that before i just think it's like so intricate the pattern of the dress mm -hmm. it's just so well done like she looked stunning slayed all right another look that i really liked uh priyanka i thought she looked beautiful and again another queen with a strong laid hair yes this wig was it honey and i love a cultural reference i was getting like dream girls goes international um obviously not to appropriate culture but that hair is just giving me like dina like the lead singer um i love the colors too on priyanka's skin tone gold is probably one of my favorite colors yellow is my favorite so i am partial to gold <laughs> and that blue is just a perfect combo with that color and look how like it drapes like it just flows when she walks it's so beautiful mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i love this look and i'm just glad that she like was able to like do something unique for her own like culture and stuff so yes. i really enjoyed it represent Yes. Uh, this was very like uh Bollywood almost. Yes. You know? Uh very, very beautiful look. Um here we have a, a controversial look, Jimbo. I'm curious to see what you two think of her look. So again, the judges did not say really anything besides pageant to my to the our knowledge as viewers. All we know is that the category was pageant. Um I get the reference where this was going. I think it's fun. I think that maybe if she would have put some kind of like belt in the middle, just to kind of cinch it a pinch more, the judges would have liked that because I do understand the reference. Anybody can look at 
Cinderella and go back to that time period and look at all those, you know, gorgeous, big bottomed gowns that they used to just stroll around into the grocery store. I didn't think there was anything wrong with the hair. It's an updo. Could have been a little more polished, I guess, if we're being picky. But Jimbo knows that Jimbo takes risk. And I think that this one just wasn't fitting the pageant, the quote unquote pageant category for the judges tonight. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I didn't think it was bad. Like, I enjoyed the look. It wasn't my favorite. But I think, like, the judges are just so, like, were, like, coming for her because it wasn't pageant. I'm like, that's just so incorrect. And you guys never said that it has to be any sort of pageant. Like, they just basically, like, praised Lemon for giving us toddlers and tiaras and then shit all over Jimbo for, like, doing something different that wasn't traditional. So, it's just, I don't know. Like, to me, yeah, it wasn't the best thing that she's done. But, like, I don't know. They're just, like, bored, in my opinion. It comes down to, like, small tweaks. And my qualms with the judges are is that they... So far, it's episode seven, and they're very inconsistent with their judging. You know, it's not like a back and forth where, oh, the queen just had a bad week. It's like out of nowhere, they're pulling remarks and comments like that are painting the queen in a way that it's like they haven't been doing a good job already or that they could be doing better when they see that they're pushing the boundaries, like respect that they're pushing the boundaries. Give them the notes because I don't think it was the best look. It wasn't my favorite either. But it's Jimbo given Jimbo. Totally. Um, I would have to say that I did not particularly care for this look. Um, but the positive notes, I really did enjoy the wig. The hair piece was nice. Mm-hmm. And I love the jewels around her neck. That was beautiful, yes. too. Um, but the the shape of the dress was really what I did not like. Um, the top of it, there's no shape to it. Even the bottom part is kind of shaped in a weird way it's not just like a sort of plume it sort of is it's a weird shape it's not like i don't know kind of like a half of a hot air balloon yeah Yeah, like half of it's deflated (laughs) yeah Yeah, the bottom was not working very well and that's where we needed the tweak because had we kind of snatched in the middle or done a different kind of detail i think it would have come off a little better on the stage but that's where it was like like your critique just now made more sense than the judge's critique which is just basically like this isn't pageant like they didn't really get yeah it's so like high school they're just like i don't like your hair okay what's the note what's the note about my hair yeah nothing nothing is glamorous about what i'm wearing i'm not glamorous at all and you know i'm not gonna come here for like brooklyn or um stacy like i would jbc stacy's been getting on my bad side the past few weeks with this like tough love bullshit she's trying to do but um respectfully i could see a little (laughs) corner of um brooklyn's lace too but i guess she's not the one being judged i did see that the second watch um yeah brooklyn uh, her liner her wig liner was starting to come up uh, which is understandable they're under bright lights but I mean, just to be critical, and Stacy's outfit was swallowing her head, so. <laughs> All right, we can move on <laughs> to our last look, Scarlet Bobo. This was gorgeous. I like the mix of kind of, um, like, fabric patterns. The sheer was, like, on point, because sometimes we can do the sheer gown, and it it's hard to, it's hard to tell what the RuPaul's Drag Rates lights are going to do to the garments. 
and I thought this looked very like world glam like she could be from anywhere with this look I thought the emerald green was the perfect pop of color for this and I just really really loved Scarlet in this look yeah it's like sort of like a retro like 20s Mm-hmm. sort of era very like old world kind of glamour yeah yeah i could almost see this even like you know like 30s 40s 50s like france even yes exactly yeah this is definitely like the last couple of weeks scarlet has had some really good looks and this was the same you know the same type of look like she's doing i don't know just really good runways here lately and it's Scarlet. Like, this is Scarlet Bobo. She's showing you Scarlet. This is very well um, edited for Scarlet, too. Because mm-hmm. she usually goes more, like, circusy, like, out there, bright colors. But here yeah. we're getting more of, like, a pageanty look with uh, the signature India Pharaoh ruffle down the side. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, this beautiful mink that's coming off the other side. Just, uh, yeah, I, I like the outfit. The hair is beautiful. Really nice wig. Um, painted really well. Yeah, also I love very this look. like sexy and sultry too. Love it very much. It was a nice, a, a different side that I don't think we see a lot of Scarlet Bobo, and I I loved it. More of this, Scarlet, please. Yes. All right. So now it's time to untuck, untuck, and Priyanka feels like she's maybe made a mistake by quitting the children's show that she was on to be on Drag Race. Uh, She's feeling like she's being delusional and not living up to her full potential. This is a very real feeling. Like you take a huge risk, like coming on the drag race and or doing anything like you leave a comfortable job, any job, some there's that security when you have that. So leaving and then you're not doing maybe as well as you thought you would be doing on specific challenges. I would be in my head, too. Well, totally. She made a big life decision to, she probably had a step, the, ch- the TV show is probably a steady gig mm-hmm. and she's like made a big decision to leave that and, and take a risk. So, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's, you know, th- writing on that, she's saying, you know, am I going to be able to pay my bills like after this? Like, right. you know, I understand her concern a lot. Yeah. Scary moment. As an adult. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so then, uh, Jimbo is hurt by the judge's comments, rightfully so. This is not the first time they came for Jimbo pretty harshly. Uh, she calls out the way that they worded what they said and how it wasn't constructive criticism. Yeah. And I agree completely with Jimbo. They really need to, if you're going to be a judge on a show like this, you can't just get up there and because you're in the judge's seat, just let any comments fly. Like there needs to be some substance behind what you're saying. Like, you're here to kind of push the queens and help them go beyond who they already are. And just telling somebody that, oh, that's not this and that's not that. And I don't like your wig this week. That's not going to help somebody. So I would be pissed if I were Jimbo, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then they insert a talking head of Lemon saying that the critiques are not to tear her down. Uh, A plus to the editors for that one, trying to save Jeffrey's ass for not... (laughs) Yeah, this is like covering their own ass, basically. You know, yeah, that's not the tea lemon. Sorry, girl. Yeah, I'm sure that she said that maybe in relation to something else. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows, girl? So then um, Jimbo asks for an outsider's opinion and Rita politely does so. Uh, Jimbo apparently did not want to hear anybody else's opinion and reads Rita for filth. Yeah, I thought that this was completely out of line. Um, I understand that Jimbo's frustrated 
but we did not need to attack Rita, especially when you were, was the question rhetorical? Like, was somebody not supposed to chime in? Somebody <laughs> like Rita, who is a house mother and has a bunch of Bega babies running around and Rita does great drag, her version of drag. Like, you asked, so why are you jumping down her throat? It's sort of like a, an Alexis Michelle moment. Like, why didn't you tell me that my look was bad or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I agree that it was out of pocket for sure. But I also understand because Jimbo was like, this is the second time they just completely like read, read Jimbo. So I get mm-hmm. where Jimbo is coming from. I really have a lot of admiration for Rita Vega for how she handled the situation. I thought she handled herself very well. So um, moving on back, <laughs> back on the runway, Lemon won the challenge, the maxi Woo! challenge. Congratulations, girl. Uh, that puts Alona and Priyanka in the bottom two. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Which, yeah. I just don't think Alona should have been in the bottom. Personally, I thought Scarlett should have definitely been in the bottom, but she was not. I mean, let's talk about it, because Priyanka had one of the best Celine looks, and because her performance wasn't the best, she was in the bottom. And now, oh, Scarlett, great job with your runway. Even though your performance was shit, you're going to be safe. But that's the problem is they thought They liked her performance. They loved her performance, which made zero sense to me. Yeah, that's where I'm stuck as well. So it's like, I don't know. It's very confusing. (laughs) I was just annoyed because, I don't know. Alona should just not have been in the bottom, in my opinion, but whatever. I think the judging is just a little inconsistent that way. Um, it's like they're not kind of recalling the notes that they've already made and on all the queens and seeing how that goes. And maybe they did just, obviously, they enjoyed Scarlet more, but I'm just saying um, Priyanka did really well with the runway look, and when her performance overall was shitty, she was in the bottom. So I don't know if that's fair. I think we can make a case for a double save this week also. 100%. Um, because I personally, and, and I texted Jamal and Stoney this while I was watching the lip sync before it was over. I said, I think Alona's going to win. Uh-huh. So I, I personally gravitated towards watching Alona more. Uh, this is a very emotional song. And I think that uh, Alona does that very well. Yeah. Um, Priyanka was playing it more a comedy and it was funny. Um, mm-hmm. I do, I, you know, I will admit that Priyanka was funny, but for me, I would, it's hard to say who I would have picked as a winner. So double save. That's my opinion. <laughs> I agree. It's very hard because again, it's kind of what you gravitate towards as a fan of drag. Like what kind of performance do you like to see? And we love a queen that emotes and gives us like the emotion of the song, but we can also appreciate the funny performances and Priyanka is that they both should have stayed. I I am really living for the moment in the lip sync where Priyanka tries to come up and interact with Alona and she just puts her arm out and like shoes her (laughs) away. I was like, yes, work Alona. Uh, That was that pre COVID um, manifestation right there. She's like six feet back, bitch. Six feet girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was so fierce. Cause like Priyanka was doing her whole like shtick the whole time and, and Alona's like, nope, you're not using me as a prop. Bye, girl. <laughs> yeah, every every queen for themselves. Alona is truly a lip sync assassin, though. Like, she's really won a lot of lip syncs this season. 
I've become a big fan of Alona. I um I really like the look she's been giving us this season. I liked her um performances when she did have to lip sync. She has been in the bottom a few times, so there's that note, but I mean this is a really great queen. I can't wait to see more of her. Yeah, them. this is definitely a Lona Stan account, so watch <laughs> out, bitch. And also, yeah. just really quickly, just because I know we might have new listeners, we always kind of tend to call the queen she since we've started the show. We've had, like, discussions about this. So if you hear me, like, correcting myself, like, auto-correcting myself, that's why. We're trying to be respectful, but sometimes when we're just in the moment, all the queens are, like, she, you know? yeah. For some no reason, I keep calling Jimbo he. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's weird. Fuck the gender binormal. Uh, the gender binary. Uh, yes. Celebrate this two-spirited queen. Yes. Um, yeah. I think All-Star 6 better watch out, because I think we have another contender for Lip Sync Assassin. Ooh. Crossover. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> Not Hell that I have yeah. a choice, but... <laughs> all right so in the end of this episode priyanka was safe and alona was eliminated so it's kind of a bummer but i feel like she went out on a really high note i agree i think um we were watching an interview i can't remember if it was just me or stoney and i both watching it but this is someone you don't necessarily have to win drag race to become a star and alona is definitely kind of coming into that star power so keep keep looking out for what they have coming down the pipe. Definitely. She did uh, get a visit in the workroom from Ali X though, and was super excited and she was happy to have that. She was like, this is better than winning the crown. That was a cute <laughs> moment. She even I had mean, a tattoo of Ali X lyrics, which I was like shocked. <laughs> I, I did ask her on Twitter. I was like, did you show Ali X your tattoo? And she was like, no, I didn't. They said, no, I didn't. Ah, damn. Missed opportunity. Next time, Alona. But, I mean, if you're, like, a big fan, like, I totally, like, get not being like, oh, I should show the tattoo. Like, she, you know, they were just like, oh, my God, it's freaking Alex. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah. If Beyonce walked into the workroom to see me, I don't know if I would say anything. <laughs> you would pass out, girl. <laughs> Medic. Medic. It's probably true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Was it um, a dream? <laughs> or was it a beautiful nightmare? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I don't know if any of you tuned into the Montreal Pride event that was on last Friday, but it was really great. I would recommend going back and watching it if you get a chance. I want to go check it out. I was having some technical difficulties and got pissed. I did not want to throw my laptop, so I just closed it. <laughs> yes, girl. I think you I think you have to appear to be in Canada to watch this <laughs> okay so oh. i'll talk to stoney after we're done recording <laughs> yeah stoney will help you out <laughs> with the way to do this <laughs> but um but yeah boa's really funny jimbo's great i mean lots of really great performances from from most everyone um so yeah go check that out too if you guys get a chance more oh, Canada's do. Drag Race content for you all. All right, you guys. Well, I think we've reached the end of the show. Uh, we do have to talk about our Fantasy League. Or yes. do you not want to? Stoney, are you boycotting the Fantasy League because I'm winning? I'm about to, <laughs> bitch. So <laughs> this will be real quick and snappy. So I'm in last place with 140 points. Jamal is in second place 
with 165. Damn. And Seth is way out in front <laughs> with more than 100 points, more than everyone else. Uh, at 270 full-ass points. <laughs> yes, work me. <laughs> this queen is about to have two crowns. My word. I don't know what it is, but I'm really good at picking the fantasy league. <laughs> You're on fire the past couple um, drag race seasons. Yes, girl. I'm living my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, my f- listeners, you can find our, um, if you go to our website, you can find our scores updated there. And we've also updated our link tree link to make that nice and simple for you. Yeah. And you can find our merch link on the link tree too, if that's interesting to you as well. Yes. No pressure. Check it out. Yes. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave us a review too. We love those. Um, instead of putting advertisements <laughs> to our podcast you could just leave a review yeah that would be fabulous um thank you to all the interaction we've been getting online it's fun to kiki with you about the show remember to just tweet us throughout the week we might read some of the tweets or even instagram dms on the show oh yeah i forgot um i did ask if anyone wanted us to read any comments and our good judy ornacia lopez tweeted that my comment is i love rita and jimbo <laughs> and we i can feel it yeah we concur nasha yes i i almost forgot to read the one comment that we got to read so <laughs> <laughs> we did it all right you guys and gals and non-binary pals make sure that you uh go ahead and subscribe and tune in but we will be back of course next week with another episode we're really excited to finish out the season and see who wins but until then Bye. Bye. Bye.